speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. There are few stories in the Bible more iconic than our lesson from Exodus today. Few stories that are easier to imagine than the Israel following Moses across the Red Sea. And I'm sure that for many of us, when we hear this lesson, picture Charlton Heston surrounded by massive walls of blue jello and being chased by Yul Brynner. However, I cannot help but remember an image equally as grand, if slightly more ridiculous. Growing up, I attended an Episcopal camp in the Texas Hill Country, where each camp session was modeled around a theme or a set of stories. And one year, I was a counselor for the primary campers, our youngest age group, eight and nine-year-olds. The dean and teachers of the week were inspired by the wild imaginations these campers had, and they decided that we would act out some of the wilder stories of the Old Testament. We built a whale big enough to swallow kids. We made coats of many colors. But the most fun we had was with today's lesson. What would happen, we asked ourselves, if God showed up in pillars of cloud and fire? What scenario could we create where kids dropped everything in order to see where God was going to lead them next? The magic of camp did not disappoint. We began with the necessity. Two very tall cones, easily strapped underneath the chin. One a fluorescent orange with yards of yellow and red crepe paper behind it. The other, blue, with as many cotton balls as we could stick to it. Then, the two most athletic counselors, adept at both sprinting and hiding in strange places while wearing giant cones attached to their heads. (laughs) Exodus tells us that the Israelites had been enslaved 430 years to the day when God led them out with a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night to freedom. The Israelites picked up what they could as fast as they could. They dressed for battle and headed towards the sea. They didn't know where they were going, but when God worked through Moses and Pharaoh finally was convinced to let them go, they went, and they went quickly. So we asked 160 eight- and nine-year-olds, Would you drop everything and follow a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night if you knew that it was God breaking through to you to tell you that you were about to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? Would you drop everything, we asked them, when God passed through? Follow him into the life he desires for you, the life he created for you. They barely had time to ponder the question before a blur of blue and cotton raced through the activity building. (laughs) It's a pillar of cloud, we shouted. What are you going to do? And in a heaving, roiling mass, they burst out of the building, 
across the softball field, shouting with glee and laughing. And when the pillar of cloud cleverly disappeared up a tree, the kids were exhausted, but smiling. No matter what we did over the rest of the camp session, day or night, when the pillar of cloud or the pillar of fire was spotted, the kids dropped what they were doing and ran out to seek the next adventure. It was hilarious, and it was beautiful. I've yet to see another group of people respond so well to the surprise of God showing up in our lives, taking us to places we don't expect, leading us on paths that we cannot imagine, without trying to talk themselves out of it, or just hoping that if they ignored it long enough, they could do as they pleased. The book of Exodus was written after the nation of Israel was in exile in Babylon, and they were in theological crisis, searching to remember their identity, purpose, and relationship to God. So they wrote down the stories of their past. They wrote down the stories that formed a pattern of liberation, formation, and restoration Liberated from Egypt, the Israelites began again to be formed as the people of God when they crossed through the waters of the Red Sea, leaving behind a life of dull predictability. They were led into a new life, into a promise and the covenant that as God's people, they would always be cared for as individuals and as a community even when they messed up, which they frequently did, they were restored again and again as children of God. This passage of dry land appearing through the water mimics the story of creation, of steadiness appearing in the chaos, and a balance between light and dark, earth and sky, sea and land. God saw it And it was good. A rhythm of life was established. Days and seasons led plants to bloom and blossom and bear fruit. Fish, animals, and every creeping thing were signs of God's creativity, absorbed and marveled at by humanity. This land on the other side of water was a land of promise, And this covenant was not lost on the 600,000 men and their families and women and children following Moses across dry land while the sea heaved around them and God's presence enveloped them against the danger of a life they no longer wanted to live. Formed through the water, the multitudes embarked on a new life, a life that would bear good fruit even amidst pain and strife. It was a life of promise they were able to experience together, and that made it able to strengthen their joys and buffer their pain. God broke through constantly to remind them of his presence and his promise. In his letter to the church in Corinth, Paul calls this Exodus story, this passage of the Israelites through the Red Sea, of God leading the people safely through the water to a new life, baptism. 
Remember, Paul tells the Corinthians, that you too, as a people who have heard the good news of Jesus Christ, have passed through water to a new life, a fruitful life of hope and promise. You continue to be surrounded by God, who is breaking through again and again to urge you to drop what you're doing, to join the throng of thrilled and laughing children in a wild adventure. What Paul tells the Corinthians, what a bunch of exuberant children learned at camp, and what the Israelites experienced over a thousand years ago is the same adventure that you and I are invited into every single day. Today, Lee and Rebecca bring Nathaniel, and Stephanie and James bring Presley to be baptized. Water will anoint their sweet foreheads, oil will be spread in the shape of a cross, and we will mark their formation as full members of God's family and their incorporation into the body of Christ. They cannot yet speak for themselves, but they have parents and family and friends who love them and are willing to say that they will, with God's help, guide Nathaniel and Presley to seek the knowledge and experience and love of God. And we, as their Trinity Cathedral family, will remind ourselves of the great joy of baptism promised to us as Christians as we recite the baptismal covenant and offer prayers for these two little people and their families. The Exodus rhythm of liberation, formation, and restoration continues for us in our Christian journey. Freed from sin through Christ, we are able to be formed into the people God calls us to be and are restored to God when we lose our way. We experience our baptism through water as the Israelites were, in the words of Paul, baptized into new life through the Red Sea. We are able to drop away the things that have bound us and are released to run, filled with joy and laughter after the presence of God breaking through in our lives. When we pass through such waters, we never go alone. God creates us to be in community with one another, to figure out together how to know and love God. The nature of the Exodus story shows us the crucial formation that happens in community. We are to be molded as people of God, and through the waters of baptism, we are invited into the formation of the body of Christ to act as the eyes and ears and hands and feet through which God can engage this world. It's not a pipe dream, this formation as a people. This weekend, the members of our cathedral chapter gathered at the Diocese of Arizona's own campground, Chapel Rock. Before you get your hopes up, they didn't chase after anybody with cones on their heads. Troy and our senior warden, Pam, invited us to reflect and discern what it means to be an engaged church, what it means to be engaged in God's work that is happening right here and right now within our Trinity family and our surrounding community. It was an inspiring time, and I hope you reach out to them about it, as I know they will reach out to you. 
Our formation as a people of God is necessary in community. It's a place to learn how to respect our differences, to listen and understand the millions of ways God works in our lives, and to be inspired and upheld by one another as we share this journey and as we form our story. Here at Trinity, we share in prayer and praise and service as a community, relishing that we are free to be formed as God's people. Beginning this week on Wednesday nights, we invite you to share in this type of formation in our six-week series, This Is Our Story. We'll gather as a large group to hear one of our own speak personally on a topic that influences our spiritual journeys, from church to divine texts to images of God to encounters with the divine. We'll break into small groups and be able to share our own experiences with one another. And through this, we will continue to be formed and shaped. We will be intentional about being aware of the presence of God, of turning our eyes towards the great pillars of cloud and fire. Our journey with God doesn't stop at baptism. Baptism instead marks us as heralds of God's presence, as people who hold to steady ground in the midst of chaos. As the Israelites continue into the desert, we read that God's presence is constant and consistent in the swirling cottony mass of clouds and glowing streaks of fire. When the pillars stop, the Israelites make camp content to rest and be safe in the presence of God. But when the pillars move, leading the people further into where they're going and further into the people they are called to be, the people of God pack up camp and go exploring in the great wide open. We continue that same journey through the waters of baptism as through Christ we move from error into truth out of sin into righteousness, and out of death into life. Today, we welcome Presley and Nathaniel to our camp and name them as members of our family. May they inspire us to seek the steady path in the midst of chaos and remind us to seek the firm footholds in the depth and the darkness May their baptisms today share with us the hope of Christ and bless us with joy of freedom to be made into the heart and hands of Jesus. May we know deeply the abiding presence of God in our midst and seek to pursue pillars of cloud and fire all our lives. Amen.